Good evening. Welcome to the Daily Mumble. Been reflecting upon the way in which people make the decisions they make artistically. Been watching the uh, four-part series on the Archibald Prize, which is a portraiture competition, the biggest portraiture competition in Australia, uh, run by the Art Gallery of New South Wales, out of a bequest by someone around 90 years ago named Archibald, hence the Archibald Prize. And it's fascinating, it's fascinating to watch anyone in their artistic process, whether it's a musician or a writer or a painter, and it's especially fascinating with painters because you really do get so many levels of their working towards the the finished product. It's most akin to being a musician where you might have the initial demo or the initial idea played on one instrument only and then you go through the various stages where you add in drums or you add in uh, other elements as you progress towards the the final result the and with painting the same you get the initial capturing of the particular portraits the initial capturing of the subject in the sitting and then the work they do after that to work towards whatever their vision is which may be widely different to what that initial capturing is uh, working within the limitations and constraints of space and time and then translating into the element with which they're most familiar or most comfortable or that best reflects their vision. Um, to some degree I've been doing that with my work recently. The, the pretzel and cashew numbers were there. I guess the term I used was absurdity. But uh, it really it really stopped inspiring me quite quickly the link between the two constituent parts was not it was neither straightforward nor ambiguous enough for my satisfaction um, perhaps in reflection what I'm learning is that it's not so much absurdity that I appreciate as whimsy and considering that I appreciate absurdity in small doses whimsy is perhaps a more accurate word to use um, whimsy sort of comes and goes and it's more of a 
a slight tone then it is a posture the I guess one thing I do find interesting in watching this uh, this series on the Archibald Prize one of the uh, painters they're following is in a sense he is the most down to earth most down to earth of all of them he is a uh, he's just a guy who's when he's not painting he's pulling pints at the local RSL club and he is he describes painting as a job not he, he describes painting in the most straightforward terms he in himself is the most straightforward knockabout kind of guy and yet his process, so an initial sitting with his subject, an Aussie Rules football player, with a taking some photos and making some sort of cartoon style doodles, and then basically he goes back to the studio and essentially draws a picture of a guy kicking not a football but the artist's own head he does it in a this a style that would be akin to that which you'd see in a sort of newspaper editorial cartoon he has some he writes some Chinese characters on the canvas and then, so basically within a couple hours, he says he's done. And what he does at the end is he seals it, as in he puts his seal upon it. He has his own seal, which means, has a meaning which is no meaning, essentially. Um, and he puts his seal upon it. And it's sort of like, that's done. And you're like, is this guy joking? What? What on earth? And then he goes, the only thing now is to take it to China to be framed. And it's like, what? What? <laughs> you know, it's just utter... It's beginning to... It's like, where? What is... Whoa, okay. You, you sort of don't know where what is what with regard to it and in a sense in reflecting on him you're thinking well is is the act the not caring about the art so to speak and just putting a a sort of value or like he's, he obviously has a process he's done this very he's done it and he's sealed it so there's and once he's sealed it that means it's done 
and then he's taking it to China to be mounted and everything like that, whatever it may be, then it's, so there's cost involved there, it's, so it's like, is the bit where you're pulling pints, the, like you, you do see varying levels of what you call artistic pretension in these people and in to some degree subjects as well as artists particularly the artists who paint portraits of other artists um, but the It, it, you sort of begin to wonder because the one who seems the most down to earth is also in some ways the most crazy and the one who seems the most pretentious who is actually one of the subjects is in some ways also very human and very connected and some of how much of it is a uniform how much of the pretense is this creates space around me either for me in my self-perception or for others around me to give room to the art to allow it to to be and to breathe and to speak and how much of it is how much of it is ego and narcissism, how much of it is a necessary uh, sort of costuming to make justification for living a life that is centered around art and is therefore making space for something that, shall we say, the economic connection between the art, the artistic effort and focus and the outcome are not, there's a lot of, there's no, there's no assurances around what the outcome will be. So these people are putting tremendous amounts of time and therefore resources into these efforts and out of the eight that they're following for this, uh, this series only one, a, you know, the outcome will be either none of them will win or one of them will win and it's more likely that none of them will win because there's going to be over a hundred entries at least I think um, the and even if one of them does win there's still seven of them who put in an awful lot of time or even for the guy who only spent a few hours on his he's putting an awful lot of resources into getting that thing mounted and framed so the It becomes very, 
challenging, and I because you, you and I think on what Tana Hussey Coates said that before you know for him writing initially had to be a private act where even if nobody else cared he cared about it and he had to see its importance and its value even if no one else did and when it comes to art of whatever kind that is I think what you have to do you have to as the artist see the value of it even you know way before anyone else does even if it sucks even if it really truly sucks even if no you put it out there and even if when it doesn't suck when you put it out there no one responds to it no one likes it if you appreciate it if you if this is the result of something that has creative energy from you and therefore is reflective creatively of your world and your perception is essentially a recreation within creation a rearranging at the very least of and thus bringing something into being that was not previously here, that creative act, you have to be convinced of its worth and even if for the longest time no one else is, if that is something that is coming forth from you to have any real view and vision of what it is to be creative and to be able to do and go and maybe expand upon that because so much of that ability to expand is opportunity and thus economic because it requires resources and what often those resources do is they give you space whether it's physical for a vision of just whatever you're you know, simply a space where you can paint on a bigger canvas as a painter the ability to afford bigger canvases and paint suitable to them as a painter or just the time necessary to create time that you don't have to spend on other other necessary things you have to persist in various forms and for me one of those challenges is if it becomes apparent quite clearly that something is lacking in what you're initially trying to do change it go and try something else and trying poetic poetry within a form constraint of social media is is interesting it's style it 
forces a stylistic and tonal shift that is very different from how I would normally work in poetry which is a lot more I would prefer to be a lot more elliptical and to I prefer long freeform verse dense layers of uh, references and possible and multiple levels of meaning including some that are possibly only private and thus would be really unknown to anyone but myself but that I guess that in some ways is completely the opposite of where the constraints of share you know sharing your artistic product production so to speak in social media take you because you don't you know it's anything but that you're looking for immediacy of impact and clarity of thought you're looking for a direct relationship between feeling and expression and you're looking for a very I think strongly linear impact and if it would be easy to decry that but it wouldn't do justice to the fact that there's a form just like haiku is a form just like you know various verse and rhyme meters are forms and you can if you write in those forms you are constrained but you also I think when you do constrain yourself like that have opportunities for other means of expression and that in itself is an interesting challenge so for the moment that is what I have set myself for the absurdism of pretzel and cashew are set aside perhaps to return one day in more whimsical form never know um but the the challenge I'm setting for myself now is a form of uh, ex- sort of taking the instincts of my poetic expression and seeing what constraining them by this particular form seeing what or where that that takes them 
So I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, I'm interested because I guess it's all part of a journey and part of the I think some to some degree as we decry this narcissistic age in which we live we probably discount that all ages are to some degree as narcissistic as they can be given the uh, given the constraints upon them You might never hear about the strongest man in Blackpool, England, but had the Lord of the Realm held a strongman competition, and it happened to be the uh, in the physical prime of the strongest man in Blackpool, England. He may become a figure of legend and almost a myth. because of his feats of strength that day and have various privileges of that time afforded to him. And that is to some degree how the world works. as in all things is to understand how it works and not to let its political uh, particular mechanisms and modes define your character if you're bad if you're behavior is an out sort of outworking of your character and not of your ego then this current age and the technological opportunities it affords you are neither good nor bad but simply neutral and then it becomes up to you how you reflect yourself within those or within that space cheers